sick and tired of hearing you people talk about food, food, food. That's all anybody ever talks about is prosciutto, cheese, and fava beans. I'm, I'm drowning here. Jesus Christ, take it easy. We're not even engaged yet. <laughs> when you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. I eat with gusto, damn your bet. My country tis of thee. I eat for social progress. I eat for victory. Good evening and welcome to Mouthful One Country's most delicious hour. It's Michelle Anna Jordan here in the flesh. Been uh on the other coast for a couple of Sundays. Um, very interesting back in the New York and New England area. Um, the weather especially was really interesting. It was so much like here. There was almost no humidity, just enough that your skin felt really nice. Um, temperatures in the mid-60s to mid-70s, um, just not at all like you think of the East Coast in August. Um, was pleasant but sort of I don't know disconcerting and then we come back I come back here and we've got really lovely weather on the cool side which I like um, lovely day at the farmers market uh, yesterday the Santa Rosa original farmers market I did a cooking demo and book signing thanks to everyone who came out for that um, lovely farmers market today in Sebastopol again um, you know, there's farmer's markets on the East Coast. There's farm stands. I was in New England. There are farm stands all up and down the North Shore of New England and a lot of wineries as well. But I have to tell you, when it comes to produce, there's no place like home. Everywhere I went, I saw tomatoes, and they were all the same variety of tomato. Um, they are very good things to eat, but not just the amazing diversity that we have here. Uh, one thing I did find in a little tea shop in Northampton, Massachusetts, I found a selection of several poor teas. Um, I thought, okay, they're on the East Coast as well. And that brings me to tonight's topic. It's with great pleasure that I welcome back uh, Yang Su and Larry Chin, Pure Puar. The last time that you were here on Mouthful, you were living in Corte Madera. Now, you live in Sonoma County, so welcome. <laughs> a little closer to commute to the uh, to the radio station. Yeah, <laughs> and you are now regulars at the Santa Rosa Original Farmers Market on s- Saturdays, right? Every Saturday. Yes. And then every other week in Sebastopol. Yes. And you know, I'm going to get up close and personal with you, Larry, and lift your microphone just a little bit. Okay. There we go. Yes, that's going to make you sound better. So you're just both of you are just back from a trip to Taiwan and China. Yes. Um, 
Uh, by the way, I just wanted to congratulate you on. Before I forget, I wanted to congratulate you on your your new book and the vinaigrettes. Oh. So I think oh. I could I could really use it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm the kind of guy who makes salads that are very boring. So I think it would be really. <laughs> I great hope we liven that up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy. Very that book is very easy. But we're here to talk about tea. <laughs> and have to talk about my book now. You had. Um, you brought back a new tea, or there, you were telling me something at the market yesterday about a new black tea. Um, yeah, we 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 got um, <laughs> actually we found a, a a black tea which is um, kind of usually black tea is baked, and we found one that is actually being um, just rolled and sun dried twice, so it's kind of like raw, like a um, like poor tea. And but it uh, it tastes still tastes like black tea, more mm-hmm. of a, a peachy kind of flavor to it, and a really beautiful fragrance. And it's from like two hundred something year old tea trees. So mm-hmm. um, and it's pressed into a cake as well. So it's oh, kind of into, it's, oh, it's, it's kind of kind of a new thing. Well, uh-huh. it's kind of a new old thing because it's a, a traditional way. I guess they used to make the black tea, but but they're trying to they've been working on a certain method for the last three or four years, and mm-hmm. they've kind of perfected it so it's kind of interesting we, we we're going to introduce a little bit mm-hmm. so um yunnan is uh, the the most the important uh province mm-hmm. uh, to make a blood tea in history oh, really? so in old day yeah they don't use the machine to bake the tea it's a traditional it's a sun dry too mm-hmm. and then uh after uh you know uh China changed the government like uh, Mao Zedong mm-hmm. uh, generation, and then they start using the modern way to, uh, to baking process. And is that with um, oven heat or that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, baking it goes through the hot heat. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the traditional way still sun dry. So we try the tea. We was feel amazing. I mean, uh, because it's so much work doing the traditional way, mm-hmm. and then have a uh, one group of uh, young people. I mean, young is it's uh, at least I mean uh, like younger than me. So they, they 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 love tea. They respect the tea, respect the earth, nature. Uh, you know the mother land have and uh, the tea mother's land. So they want anything go back the traditional way, original mm-hmm. way, the best quality organic way. So mm-hmm. then when I found the tea, we was so lucky, and we were so happy too. So um, that's the story we for our this trip. We found the great tea this time. Oh, that's great! And you began by. Uh, Importing poor, right? Yeah, we still importing poor. Uh-huh. Yeah, and consider this blatty too because it's really a uh, very high quality. Mm-hmm. And you do direct importing, right? Yeah. You go to China and you find the tea. Yeah, we find the tea. We close to the farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we drank a lot of tea on our last trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how often do you go? How, how often do you? I normally I go two to three times a year. Uh-huh. In um. Uh, sometimes you know because right now poor tea is so popular. Mm-hmm. It's not just in China, in Asia. It's even in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, and the good, you can easy to find the poor tea everywhere, but uh, it's harder to find the very good quality. Right. Poor. That, yeah, that's one thing that I s- I'm so thankful mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're here. You're so. I can. I trust you with the quality. It's yeah. really great. So, uh, if you know, sometimes I uh, um, do business with Chinese. Sometimes it's about the relationship. Sure. Yeah. So it's not just a call by phone or write an email. Sometimes you arrive to they, uh, you know, farm or to their store, and then they feel you so close. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for somebody who wants to discover poor tea, and I know that there's a, we're going to in a little bit we're going to talk about the health properties, but um, what's a good place for people to start? I know that they if they just go into a store and they see poor tea on the shelf, they can not get something good. Um, you always try to uh, you can try poor tea from green or black. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but you have to remember when you um, go to store, you uh, always try the blue, uh, you know, from first blue to six blue. Mm-hmm. Or in the morning, five blue. Not just the first three blue, you feel excellent or you feel so good and you purchase the tea. You want to know the quality. You have, you have better um, just try as many blue as you can. Mm-hmm. And so you want to try it first. You yeah. don't want to buy it without trying yeah, it. Yeah, you smell it's a, it's a different quality. Mm-hmm. When you drink it, it's a different quality. And sometimes when you brought a little bit sample back to blue again, it's different too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but at least you drink enough blue in the store before mm-hmm. you purchase. Because a lot of um, poor tea right now, they, you know, you, you can... People talk about fake poor. Mm-hmm. They make it so good right now. If you drink first three brew, you, you still cannot tell it's real or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Real poor tea, if you really try from first brew to tenth brew, supposed the flavor all keep the same. Uh-huh. You know, they can be lighter, but they have the same, same aroma, same flavor. Uh-huh. But the, if a fake poor, you can brew first three brew, it's so excellent, so good. But the, suddenly just... Then they Stop. drop off. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I, I would recommend you get it from a, a good company, too, because uh, over the years we've had so many people tell us either that they didn't like poor tea or, I mean, I've had people tell me that a, this is the first time I've, I've tried it that I've actually liked it, and mm-hmm. I've had people say that I, I've, I tried to like it before, mm-hmm. and I went to even tea classes before, and mm-hmm. um, they found that that it was a lot different from what they experienced previously. So mm-hmm. I would say that make sure you get it from a, a good vendor yeah. because your experience is going to be, could be quite different. Yeah, I know. I A while ago, years ago, I bought some just in a market off a shelf, not that I could try first. Oh, it's nasty. <laughs> Very nasty. And, you know, one thing I find, I don't, I don't care for the green so much mm-hmm. the young green mm-hmm. i know some teas that i thought that i like that i did lo- do like mm-hmm. that i thought were black you've told me were green mm-hmm. but they're much older but mm-hmm. those young green ones i find really yeah. astringent it's the earthy yeah. the earthy silky ones that yeah normally uh 80 percent in market people dream it's black poor Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, green pool. Uh, if you can find it at least five years, mm-hmm. it's better because you know they are belong to raw food. So under three years, cannot to raw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you have to wait the age enough for green. But the black pool after two three years, that's okay. It's yeah. already very gentle in the body. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's talk about some of the health properties because you're very excited about some of the things you've um, seen happen, Larry. Well, recently, my, my most recent thing that I've been pretty excited about is um, about with with diabetes because usually we talk to people about cholesterol, but it just seems like the longer we're in the business, um, actually, the more I get impressed with with the tea, and I get kind of amazed at. At some of the, the the stories that we hear, and most recently, uh, there was 
Well, there's some uh, good customers of ours, Hispanic couple from, um, they live in Hillsburg, and but they go to the, the Santa Rosa market, and they introduce the tea uh, to the sister-in-law. They, they've been drinking it regularly because for the health benefits, you know, weight loss, cholesterol. Um, and they were explaining to me, like, the Hispanic population has a very... Uh, an epidemic, really, of, of diabetes. Mm-hmm. And they said, I know many people here and in, 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 in Mexico that, um, that have all these problems. And so they introduced it to their, um, their sister-in-law who lives here. And sh- her blood sugar was around 400, which is really high because I think it's normally between, they say, between like around 80 to 120 is like mm-hmm. kind of normal. And so... Within three or four months of drinking the tea, she was originally started drinking it, doing it with, with some chia seed, as I had kind of recommended to her, but now she's just drinking the tea, and her blood sugar dropped from 400, and it is now normal. And that is the amazing thing, I thought, is because it's been tested by her doctor, and um, she is due for some major surgery, and they were waiting for her blood sugar to stabilize, and now that has, so she's going to go through with the operation. So it's mm-hmm. it's not a, a little thing. This is a really yes, big thing. thing. And did she make any other changes or just add poor tea to her diet? She said no. She hasn't done anything else. That's really remar- That's That's a pretty remarkable figure. Yeah, it's astounding, I think. <laughs> yeah. And has any, has any medical profession, is anyone studying this? Yeah, I just, I printed out these things. I look it off at, at PubMed, but there there has been... Um, I mean, some research. I think this is dating from 2010, but there, there is, there are um, different studies going on about uh-huh. the poor tea for for diabetes. I can, um, from my experience, um, and I'm certainly no no doctor or health health expert, but um, from my from my the feedback that I get from the many people that I talk to, is that um, different. You really have to try it and see how it works for you because mm-hmm. everyone's different. So I sure. have people, I mean, good friends that have tried it and have done nothing, and I've had other ones, people that have had really significant results. So mm-hmm. um, you don't really, you don't really know until you try it yourself. But I would say in general, there's just so many different health aspects to it that you're you're pretty pretty sure if you look at the numbers that you're going to be benefiting from one of them at least. Uh huh. And you said something about chia seed with it. W- would you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I forgot to bring my certificate. I, I'm kind of proud. I just got a, a U.S. trademark on on poor oh. chia. Um, oh, congratulations! I've been on, yeah, I knew you'd been working on that. Yeah, I've got it on on two different spellings. Uh, working on a couple of the other ones, but um, so the reason I've been I've been doing it. I've been doing this breakfast myself for almost a year, um, and so I just basically brew the, the the black pour like like you you're used to you know how mm-hmm. to, you brew it, and then I I just take uh, some chia seed. I mix in about uh, a couple of tablespoons of, of chia seed with it, and then wait for about ten minutes for it to absorb the the pour tea, and then I I just drink it. It's kind of like a maybe like a cream of wheat consistency. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I think that's amazing about it is that it's only 70 calories and it gives you huge amounts of energy. And the reason why I started doing it originally is because I found out about the chia seed and I, f- I wanted to do it because I just thought it would be really healthy. But I found it was really easy to lose weight doing it. 
and not that I, <laughs> I didn't have much weight to lose. I, I didn't was do, say you don't look like you. Can <laughs> I didn't do it much. to lose weight, but I, but the thing that amazed me is that I do like to eat. Mm-hmm. I can eat a lot, and it, it satiates my appetite more than any other food. Um, huh. I can eat it for breakfast, and and the amazing thing is you get so much energy out of it. Uh-huh. I can go to twelve or twelve thirty, and sometimes work out, you know, for an hour, a half, or two, and and just on this combination. So I my theory on it is that um, the chia absorbs the poor tea because chia absorbs about eight times its its weight, mm-hmm. and it forms a, a gel. And this has been discussed with with doctors that promote chi- the chia seed. They're talking about how it coats your stomach and it um, prevents the your your stomach acids from breaking from digesting it so quickly so that's why it it releases it very slowly so it's kind of like a sponge and then it's it's uh-huh. kind of like a slow release of poor tea and i feel like it just i just get a lot of energy and and you know it just satiates your appetite and if you look at it the numbers uh, nutritionally it's with, with the with the combination of the chia it's just phenomenal mm-hmm. it's got like six times the amount of calcium of milk it's got um it's got um just about everything potassium. I didn't realize I didn't realize it was a good source of calcium. Yeah. Um you just go down the line and uh-huh. it's it's uh it's it's just amazing. It's more potassium I think they said than a banana and it's you go down the line of everything and it's just That's it's great on news the top for people who don't love bananas. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. So some people um depending on the people some people uh might think it's too uh, you know, you know the consistency might be the biggest issue. I think with people, if they don't if let it sit for thirty minutes before you drink it, <laughs> or you'll be eating it with a spoon, and it's sort of like Jello. <laughs> yeah, some people say, "Oh, I don't like a, I don't like a mushy kind of the gelatinous kind of uh, uh, consistency to it." But that's actually part of the um, uh-huh. the benefit as well. Right, and so it doesn't doesn't work to swallow it right away and have it absorb in your stomach you have to let it you have to let the chia seed do its absorption before you eat it and the funny thing is it's it's, it's kind of a combination of two very ancient like superfoods it's a combination of poor tea and mm-hmm. and chia which the aztec indians they use it they said the warriors use it and they use it for like endurance running so uh-huh. it's um it's kind of an interesting combination of two different cultures ancient cultures so um, I try the chia seed too. Uh, I have a weak stomach, so normally I would like to soak longer. And also I add more water mm-hmm. or more tea, something like that, because this way I don't need it too thick. Right, yes. Yeah, so I mean it depends. You can, uh-huh. uh, and after I use this way, I feel much better. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. But I've, I've had two different people, two different gentlemen that have lost like 25 pounds in about two to three months um, with this combination. One of them, um, he also had, he used to get tingling in his scalp from high blood pressure. His doctor told him he had high cholesterol and, and high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and now he doesn't take any medication at all. So that's pretty big thing. That sounds pretty amazing. You know what? We're going to take a little musical break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have... Larry and Yang Su tell us what exactly is poor tea, because here we're talking about all these magical properties and I think some people probably don't know what poor exactly is. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Mouthful. That lovely music is from a CD called The Way of Tea. Appropriate tonight. So, poor. What exactly is poor tea? Poor tea is a type of tea that um, only grows in the, in the mountains in Yunnan, China. And it comes from the Camellia sinensis Assamica, which is a big leaf variety of, of, of the, the poor tea uh, tree. Sometimes they can come in bushes, but, I mean, we the highest valued poor tea comes from trees and older trees. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody is used to drinking, just say, English breakfast tea or Earl Grey tea, it's the same, f- it's from the Camellia sinensis, it's from the same variety, Right. It's from the Camellia sinensis, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same variety. Okay. I don't know if it's all from the, or the big, same family. Big leaf. Yeah. yeah, same family. Um, so it's it's. But that's baked. There's a big difference, right? Just I mean, I just want people to know that you know, it starts out similar. It's the Camellia tea. It's not something different. Like say the Ruibus from Africa. That's a totally different thing. That's that's not tea by our definition. Right. So it comes from and from Yunnan. Yes, it comes. It comes from the mountains in Yunnan, China. The the earth there is like a reddish, uh, very loose uh, earth, and they've. I think they've tried to grow it in other places, but it really only grows there. And also, the way it's processed, it's a it's a raw tea, so it's not baked like other teas. They just roll it and sun dry it, and the the black pour goes through an additional process called the wardway, which um, What's it called, the process? The wardway. Which, wardway? Uh-huh. Yeah, wardway. Wardway. Okay. defer to my wife's pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> and so they, they just roll it, they roll it and sun-dry it, and then it goes through, it's almost like a composting process where they they put some, sprinkle some water on it, and they pile it and unpile it for about 45 to 70 days, and it mellows out the tea, and it becomes less acidic, less caffeine. Mm-hmm. And it's... So it's it's different from regular black tea as well because it's it's regular black tea is uh, high in caffeine and this is low in caffeine. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are really shocked and they say, "What? It's black tea, but it's got to have more caffeine." It's no, it's not because it's it's because of the way it's processed and the way it's aged. As it ages, it loses the caffeine. Mm-hmm. It also seems that. I mean, from my my perception, because I started the first time I tasted it was here on Mouthful, mm-hmm. about seven or eight years before I met you you guys. Somebody made me a cup of poor tea, and that was it. I completely changed how I drink tea from that night on. I've been drinking poor tea, and it seems to me that the tannic acid, you know, that part that makes the tip of your tongue, you know, react. It seems that the tannic acid has been resolved. So that it it's smooth, and you don't need to put cream in to sort of tame it down. Is is that sort of an accurate? Yeah, I tell people. I say you can do a you can do a interesting test. You take regular tea, like black tea, and let it sit for an hour, and you drink it, and it's going to be like really bitter. And yeah, and you you can take poor tea and let it sit all day long. It it'll it become it'll become probably too strong, but you can add water and dilute it. But it it never gets bitter. Never, yeah, it never gets bitter, and it never gets uh, tannic. Right. Also, the the difference between poor tea and other teas is that poor tea, uh, they call it a living tea. So you let it you let it breathe air, 
because it has living microbes in it, and that's part of the, as far as we're talking about health benefits go, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why it has these benefits that other teas don't have because it has the living microbes. You don't kill everything in the baking process. Mm-hmm. Sometimes teas are baked many times at really high temperatures, but this is just never gets those kind of high temperatures. Uh-huh. And so that's why we let it, we age it like in bamboo or we just, you know, we just age it. And that's why it'll improve with age. And as you know, it gets, it gets earthier and less acidic, more body, more, more complex as, mm-hmm. it, as it ages. Um, when you make it at home, what should people know about how to make it? Other than to use one of your handy little teapots, which I love. Um, but you don't, I know that, say with English tea... The tradition is you put the tea in the teapot and you put water on it, and then it sits and it gets stronger and stronger. That's not how you want to make poor tea. Actually, uh, poor tea is very easy, too. I mean, uh, you can brew just one cup or just make a whole pot of tea. So like uh, Larry just said, the blood pool is doesn't turn bitter at all. So you can uh, just one, one tablespoon, about 50 ounces of water. So you can soak it in the whole pot and serve it on table. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, you can brew it okay. by the pot or you can brew it cup by cup. You can mm-hmm. brew it in your cup. A lot of people ask us, well, you need some kind of special special utensil or pot, teapot to make it. You can, you can, we tell them, you know, you can brew it in your cup if you want. It's just a matter of how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be drinking on a regular basis, you have to find, usually want to find the way that's most convenient, whatever fits in your, your lifestyle. Right. I find that the 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 pots that you have. Piao Yi teapot. Yeah, the yeah. ones from, they're from Taiwan, right? Yeah, made in Taiwan. Yeah, and they just have that little release button that yeah. puts the tea down. Yeah. That just is so convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient. And also, you can see that it's like, a, um, if you buy the one teapot and buy the strainer and buy the picture, so actually it costs more than Piao Yi teapot. Mm-hmm. So, but Piao Yi teapot is three thin all set together. So, right. it's very convenient. You can put on the kitchen counter, office table. It's, it's a good for tea drinker. Yeah, I use mine several times a day. It was, it was invented by an oolong tea farmer from Taiwan, and oh. that's, that's where Yangtze uh-huh. is from. So are, you fr- are you from uh, Taiwan? Taiwan? Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we're the U.S. representative, and I translate the materials for them into English and Spanish for them. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so I, you're, I've, you've got something sitting here. Mm-hmm. And I want to see. Ah, oh, th- is this the? Um, That's the chia. There we just. Uh, oh, is that the chia seed? Yeah, this is chia seed. And uh, normally we un- inter- uh, introduce to customer if they think of the healthy benefit from poor tea and chia. This is the thing we um, introduce for them. Um, actually, we tried a few chia too, um, because some chia is very it costs a lot of money. Some chia is very cheap. So we try at least like a five six kind. And um, we found that this one is really good and uh, really have a kind of energy, digestion benefit with, um, with poor tea together. So that's why we, uh, we, we stay with this one. And it's uh, Mila brand? Mila brand? Yeah, Mila. Mila? Mila. Yeah. And uh, you guys have this at your um, booth, right? Do you sell this at your booth? Yeah, we we not really uh, have a. This is not our main uh, item, but okay. if a customer come here, they asking uh, try to convenient. We we just uh, help them we purchase. We have it on our website. Yeah. I have yeah. it on your website. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but the reason why this brand, even though it's it's a lot more expensive than the other brand, the reason why 
so far that it's the brand that I prefer is because they have a proprietary method of, of slicing the seed, which is supposed to help it retain the, uh, the omega-3, the, the fatty acids. And that's why I, I believe that when you have the, the full seeds that it, it just passes through you and you don't, you don't get the full benefit of, of, the, of the chia seed. Uh-huh. And I mean, I, don't, I haven't done any chemical analysis of it, but all I can tell you is that after I, I take the chia with, I've, we've tried all these different brands, the mm-hmm. full seed and everything else, and I can tell you that it, it, for me it just gives me more energy more quickly, and I like the taste better, I like the feel better. So mm-hmm. that's the bottom line for me is, is what does it do for you? So mm-hmm. it comes out to, you know, like around a couple dollars a day, which if you think about it, it's really cheaper than, than eating a normal breakfast. Uh-huh. And it's so easy. I, I took it on my trip. It's so, because the chia seed doesn't, doesn't spoil. Right. And you don't have to cook it. So it's a, it's a raw, raw food as well. But um, so the combination of the poor tea and the chia, it's really easy to, to bring with you. And I did bring it on our last trip. Mm-hmm. If you go to areas that um, either you don't think the sanitation's too good or sometimes you just need that certain regularity in your diet to, to keep you going. Because when you're on your trip, the last thing you want to do is, you know, have digestive problems. When Absolutely. You, so, and they're so common when you travel. So it's so kind of nice to have it with you, knowing that uh-huh. you can at any time just go back to your normal diet and mm-hmm. take a little step back. Because I know you want to you try experience the culture of foods, which I do, but mm-hmm. sometimes you want to have your own thing, too. Sure, sure. We're going to take a little musical break, and we'll be right back here on Mouthful with more talk about poor tea.
more music from The Way of Tea. And here's one way to put Pu'er into context. Most people know dim sum. You go to San Francisco to eat dim sum. You find a little bit of dim sum here and there in the North Bay. But really, you want to go to uh, one of the dim sum houses in San Francisco. So what's the tradition with Pu'er and dim sum? Um, you know, uh, we have uh, like a... Uh, Two or three big groups drink poor tea. Uh, one is a Tibetan, one is a Mongolian, and one is a Cantonese. Cantonese are uh, original. When they service a uh, dim sum house, they always they only service tea is only poor, because poor is a very good to digestion cut cut down the grease. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so when you eat a lot of dim sum, you know dim sum come a lot of uh, fat fat. You know mm-hmm. animal fat. So when you eat couple dim sum, you feel full. So, but then when you drink one cup of pool, you feel okay again. Then you can continue eat. And uh, dim sum house for Cantonese is like a, a social place. They can sit there from one hour to three hours. Do you know, just mm-hmm. on the uh, dim sum uh, in the dim sum house. So for them, eat so many, um, so much food there. So they need a have a tea go with so original only service poor so now so there you can in the uh, dim sum house uh, select so many kind of different tea mm-hmm. but the the best tea go with dim sum always it's, it's poor, poor. Yeah. do the do uh, dim sum houses in san francisco do they offer poor? yeah they always have poor they give you the tea menu ah and uh, you, you you just say i need a poor tea oh okay. yeah you, you can see because you just see when you sit there for 30 minutes to one hour tea soak there for 30 minutes to one hour you try any kind of tea only poor tea don't turn bitter right. and always yeah. smooth yeah, and also, you feel very comfortable in your stomach. Uh huh. That's good. To, that's really good to know. That is a great, great tip. Now we're mm-hmm. going to go back to your trip because you've been holding out on us, Larry. There's a story about the Jade Snow Mountain, and so tell us about this. Jade Snow Dragon Mountain. It's in in Lijiang, which it's my second time being there, but. The thing that I wanted to see really there was uh, about was was this mountain because I know that the story about Lijiang is they don't the elevation I think is about seventy five hundred feet there so they don't grow the tea there because it's too high it's in the northern part of 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 Yunnan but so the tea grows at what at about six thousand feet yeah yeah um, and the the reason why it's an important city is because it's where it was a trading center and it's where they called the Tea Horse Road, and it's the they said it's the oldest and highest trading route in the world, which goes from Yunnan uh, through the Himalayas to Tibet. And it was interesting to to see this huge snow-capped mountain and to think that they were carrying for centuries along these treacherous mountain roads, yeah. you know, hundreds of pounds of poor tea, and they would they would trade the the emperor, the Chinese uh, emperor would would trade the the poor tea for the Tibetan horses, which were known for their endurance. Mm-hmm. And so the Tibetans then brought the poor tea, and they, they exchanged it. It was just their commerce for different goods that they brought in from other, other places. So, yeah, it was really amazing because we were—it we were, was, it was raining most of the time. Um, we went to—I mean, on this trip, we went to Taiwan, and we, we went to Chengdu, and it was— mm-hmm. It's kind of very hot and humid, but then we go to Lijiang, and it's cooler than it is over here in the in the in the Bay Area because it's you know because of the elevation. Mm-hmm. But it was always 
it was always raining until one time then the, the, the clouds kind of parted and I finally got, got the shot yes, that I wanted to get of the and we had our, our sons uh, took a ride on the on the horses on the on the same T horse, the ancient T horse road. So Oh, was, how far did they go? Oh, just for a little ways, but just uh-huh. to get to get the experience of what it really felt like to uh-huh. be on this this road. So uh, when we talk about tea horse law, um, a tea horse law, yeah, you know, in that time, horse only carry tea only. Oh, really? People walk. The people walk, and the, yeah, the horse carries the tea. Uh, horse and the donkey carry teas. So you see, in that time, when do one trail need six to nine months to walk. And then why they trade in Lijiang? Because Yunnan is a tropical weather. It's warm and humidity the, in the, um, you know, and the, so, and then Tibet is a very high mountain. It's very cold. So Yunnan people cannot walk to Tibet. Tibet, because they cannot walk to uh, Yun, uh, Yunnan tea uh, province uh, uh, area too, because too far for them. Mm-hmm. So, so they, on the center, it's exactly like Lijiang area. They're doing the trade there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, in, I remember it's about 14 kilo tea to change one horse. Wow. So you, just, you can tell the tea yeah. in that time is so yeah. expensive and mm-hmm. like a tra- it's like a treasure. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems to me, and maybe this is because um, of England and its rule of India for so long, but so many people think tea, most tea comes from India. That's been the case for a long time in America, people thinking that. Oh, okay. So, because, you know, uh, in Western country, English is the first country to drink the tea, I mm. think. And then, uh, and then uh, they love the tea. And also in that, uh, in the, like a, a 19th century or 18th century, English so power. So they, right, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 cost, uh, I mean, uh, they, they have so many country, country in the world, right? Right. So, and they've been buying the tea from China, but uh, it's a, a lot of history problem there. So they always want to have a own, uh, own area print own tea. So they founded the uh, India. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the tea print, uh, tea was uh, trans- uh, transfer, uh, transfer from the Yunnan. Oh. Transferred yeah. is a politically correct word. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was yeah, it's, a, it's not really by the plan. It's yeah. used somewhere. You yeah. can, so yeah. if you trace the history of tea mm. back, you end up in Yunnan. Yes, exactly. Okay, it's the birthplace of all the world's tea trees, and I and I've shown just thousands of people. I've shown the picture of they said it's the oldest tea tree in the I world. I remember you showing that. It's a be- it's an yeah. amazing photograph. They said it's over thirty seven hundred years old. Uh-huh. And you know, so we've been, we've seen the tree, we've been there. Oh, you've, at, oh, you've been to that tree. Yeah, and it still there. thrives today. It's out in this bluff, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just uh-huh. amazing to think that's the oldest tea tree in the world. Yeah. Well, I think it's, they said it's the oldest. It was actually planted, though, right? Yeah, it's a plant. It's thirty-seven hundred years ago. It's people planted. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. And then uh, you can uh, find a lot of thousand years. It's like a while. And then they're like a 60, 70 feet tall. Yeah, now I can see you. Mm. Okay. With the microphone. Okay. Um, I was so amazed they don't too. Really know, they don't really know how, we don't really know how long this tree could live. Um, uh, that's a, uh, I think it's the oldest while, it's a 2700. Uh-huh. I'm doing my best to outlive it, but <laughs> it'll take Drink a while. Drink more poor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, when when I first time went to Yunnan, uh, 2007, 
uh, we found a lot of the kind of um, stone. It's uh, found a tea tree. You know, that it's like a, uh, you know, that it's like a stone, but it's a tree become a stone. How do oh, you fossilized. Yeah, oh, fossilized. fossilized. Yeah. So it's a million, million years, the tea tree has been there. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was, I was looking, people, when they told me about this jade dragon snow mountain, um, I was roughly trying to calculate in my head, and I thought it was around 13,000-something feet, 13,500. Mm-hmm. And then when I look on the Internet, it was mentioned something that actually the highest mountain in that range is around 18,000-something feet. So it's amazingly, I mean, the height. That's really high. <laughs> it's really high. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pretty darn treacherous kind of bringing, bringing it through these I passes, can't imagine. I mean, the, the degree of altitude challenges that you start getting after about 8,000 feet mm-hmm. are really remarkable. So if it's going to take six to nine months to make that journey, that's... Well, it was yeah. fascinating, too, because we were listening to some of the history there, and with a, mm-hmm. actually some of the, the, the emperors, for some reason or other, the, some of his best tailors, and they were known for leather, making shoes and leather goods, and for some reason they were exiled from the kingdom, and they ended up coming and they were accepted in, in Lijiang. And so they ended up developing their trade in, in there and they, they became famous for their, their leather goods and their shoes. <laughs> oh really? So leather goods and poor tea. <laughs> but you're going to need those good leather shoes, shoes to go over those mountains. <laughs> Absolutely. Well we've just got a little bit of time left so let's talk about um, you what you do at the farmer's market. So what can, so people can come and see you. You always seem to have like six or seven brews going. You're just brewing, brewing, brewing offering tastes. Because we can see the, um, you know, tea is supposed to like a uh, f- part of like a, our living um, everyday food. Mm-hmm. So we we always try to um, uh, try to uh, show the people they are affordable tea and mm-hmm. then for healthy. So every day, uh, every time we went to a uh, uh, farmer market, we brew always uh, mostly we brew the superior mm-hmm. loose pool, and that's like a for day drink. And uh, its price is nice. It's good compared today, and also it's it's already five years old. Mm-hmm. So it's old enough to drink for healthy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know we always uh, carry the extra tea like uh, for tea collector or for some uh, some kind of um, a different pool that the customer try if they are interested too. Mm-hmm. I, I think the message I've been trying to get out for for people if I. If I wanted to pick one thing I could shout from a mountaintop, basically, is that there's, you know, because people in this country, they just spend billions of dollars on, on Lipitor was, I think it was like $130 billion. Um, really? Was, they were just being sued because oh it causes, they said it was causes diabetes and, and memory yeah. loss. And there's just, there's other people should, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but people should try other ways before they take drugs. You know, there's, there's other things they that are so very agree. powerful for the, you know, for the blood sugar and cholesterol and weight loss. There's, there's, there's things that, you know, you're saying there's other foods too. You should incorporate into your, your lifestyle, but it's really powerful mm-hmm. and you should do that before you, you try all these drugs. I mean, the numbers are, are staggering and diabetes is, is that's why I'm, I would say if, if you know, if you're, a, you're an American Indian and there's, you know, a diabetes epidemic or if you're Hispanic and, and you know a lot of people that have high blood sugar, mm-hmm. I mean, people lose limbs, people go blind. Yeah. It has huge consequences. So, 
you know, try it and, and see. What do you, you know, it's going to cost you a, a, a bag of tea, you know, to try it. Right. Um, do you do tea tastings? Let's say somebody is interested in learning more about this. Maybe they want to invite some people over to their house or something. Is there a way that, pe- that you make presentations to people? We, we do do... I'm pretty new. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. We, we used to uh, have a tea testing uh, yeah, like a do. few times in uh, Cote Madela. Mm-hmm. So we just moved to Santa Rosa. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, moving a lot of, a lot takes, of, a lot of excitement. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's one of the reasons we need uh, more space for our uh, tea business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we do the, do the tea uh, testing, but right now maybe it's not... Not the right time for the big group yet, but the mm-hmm. small group, no problem. Small Just, uh, group, you could, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we'll be doing something actually in in Berkeley pretty soon to a uh, um, uh, for an event for the for the school. French school. So oh, we fun. get around. We'll be at the um, we're going to be at the the San Francisco the International Tea Festival. Uh, when is that? That is I th- November November sixteenth. And kind of proud that because it's not it's it's not that big of a space. It's going to be in the Ferry Building, but there's a very limited amount of vendors and uh-huh. we're kind of proud because we've been doing it since it started so oh nice it's a really great event and that's a great event you can you can take the ferry over to that yeah it's so. it's it's a lot of fun it's it's one of our best events and uh-huh. um so it's a great uh great way to for us to see to you know see people in, in san francisco too mm-hmm. and for people in i know that you joined the Sebastopol Farmer's Market, when, when you were first on the show, you weren't at the Sebastopol Market yet, I don't think. But now you are. And I'm wondering what you're finding. How is, th- how is that Sebastopol area market for you? What do you find people's interests are? Are they coming because they love the taste of puer? Are they coming because they're really interested in its properties? A bit of both. Mm-hmm. Sebastopol is kind of a, kind of an interesting place. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived there for Actually, a while. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we... we um, the, Last last year, uh, summer we just start to have a uh, start come to the Santa Rosa farmer market, and then we surprise a lot of people drink tea here, and also they know poor. That's one of the reason uh, make us want to move here too. Oh, because uh-huh. yeah, when you sell poor, people understand you. That's you know they kind uh-huh. of proud and uh, happiness. Sebastopol yeah. people are more open to trying uh, I think there's more tea drinkers one of the mm-hmm. reasons that appealed to us about coming to Sonoma County mm-hmm. is is that we felt like there's there's actually more tea drinkers here uh-huh. and I don't know if it's because of wine and people are used to tasting. tasting but I think there's a lot of a lot of foodies here uh, well something happened I think it was about I'm going to guess maybe 13 or so years ago, a wonderful woman and I apologize I'm not going to remember her last name right now but Mickey uh, who uh, was from, is from Israel and is living in Israel again with her husband and her children. She opened a little tiny tea shop in Sebastopol and then moved it to a new location. It was called Infusions, and it's there now. She sold the business. But when Mickey had it, she introduced people all over Sonoma County, both to... Um, Organic teas. She was very careful about sourcing organic teas, and she was the first person who I purchased poor from. And she had really, uh, I trusted her, like you guys. You know, she was really, really good. And it was just eventually, uh, they had their third child, and they wanted to go back to Israel to be with their family. Mm-hmm. So uh, they moved. But Infusions did a lot 
for spreading the word, but then also just two or three blocks, I guess three blocks from Infusions, is a place called Mystic River Books and Tea. I don't know if you know them yet. I believe, uh, yes, I actually, she's... Uh had some. She's one of our customers. Okay, yeah. yeah, they they have some poor as well. I believe yes, if that's the name, yes. Yeah, because before after after Mickey sold the tea, I don't think they were getting all the same teas there anymore. So I switched from there over to Mystic River because I was getting a couple of pours that I really like from Mystic River. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in the other day and they said, "Oh, we haven't seen you in a long time." It's like ah. Oh. <laughs> But they, they they also, they've been there several years as well, at least 10. They've introduced a lot of people in Sebastopol or the West County area. So you can, you have a ready audience. But I'm kind of amazed, too, because um, from, from the market in Sebastopol, I, I realize there's a, there's a lot of tourists in, to, in Sebastopol as well. So mm-hmm. you, it's not just people from Sebastopol that mm-hmm. live the residence. It's, there's a lot of people that are visiting. Uh-huh. and but But there seems to be... A good uh, acceptance of t- of tea. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of the, the, the more of the culture there mm-hmm. or or what. But um, there's people are very. When you ask people, you know, do you want to try tea? And a lot of people say yes. You know, uh-huh. other places you go, there's sometimes no. I have my coffee or whatever. Oh, really? So, yeah. And so. also uh, in Sebastopol, it's a very high percentage of people already know poor. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of because uh, when I when we live in uh, Marin County, mo- mostly like uh, ninety five or ninety eight percent people have never heard about poor. Really? <laughs> yes. We always like a uh, education class again uh-huh. and again. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because they do have one person. Uh, I know you know him, David Hoffman. David Hoffman. Yeah. Yes, David Hoffman has all of that poor out yeah. in of. Uh, Forest Knowles or San Geronimo? Lag- Lagunitas, yeah. yeah. Lagunitas, that's right. Lagunitas. Yeah, he was on the show a long time ago. Okay. He's great. Yeah. I, I believe he a lot of good pool, too. Yeah. He, he, had, uh, he had the kind that comes packed in yeah. uh, mandarin orange peel okay. and packed in bamboo. Okay. All different kinds. But, uh, yeah. He so talked. He talked for a whole hour about green poor and never got to the black. <laughs> I believe he he's very knowledge about the yeah. yeah, yeah, and he did the the movie that Les Blank mm-hmm. made, yeah. all in this tea. Yeah, that was about David Hoffman. So normally, uh, our poor don't miss anything yet because we just want to let the customer really try the poor. They mm-hmm. didn't they didn't feel the 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 tea. Um, it's a what kind of quality? And mm-hmm. then when you add the, anything, you can add by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a that's easy, yeah. yeah. And also, we we right now uh, we 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 have a tea bag again for people who don't want to deal with loose tea. Uh-huh. And tea bag, the one we uh, we we made the founder, uh, we select the loose tea first, mm-hmm. and then uh, just like uh, make the uh, tea bag. It's not just a founder like uh, mostly people think. Oh, tea bag is found left over, right? So we really uh, watch out the quality for our tea bag. Too. Oh, so you're doing bagged tea? Yeah, tea bag. Oh, so one bag you uh. can it's a two point five grain, mm-hmm. so you can brew two to three cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had bags before, but we, we sold, out. sold out, so we were yeah. kind of looking for a new source yeah. to make the, our, yeah, our bags. Yeah, I forgot to bring today, so I should So the one we have now is mm. 10 years old. Yeah, right? it's about 10 years old, oh. poor, to uh-huh. make it, yeah. Which is not normal for tea bags. No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you had that. You know what that is really good for is traveling. Yeah, yeah, that for people who, yeah, because we, we, we have a, a tour cha too. But they say how because one tota you can make an eight cup. Mm-hmm. So people say how do I uh, if I, I only need a two cup, 
So, uh, I mean, it's, yes, you feel too much if in uh, one total. Torcha, yeah. for people who don't know, it's like a little pressed tea. It's just tea that's pressed together. It's almost like a like a Hershey kiss kind of right, size. Right, yeah. I bought some of those to go to take with me on my trip to the East Coast, but I made a mistake. They were I brewed my first cup. They were green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the person I was staying with, she loved green pour, so I gave the whole bag to her. I had $10 worth. I just gave the whole thing to her, so she'll be happy. Okay. For people who want to see you, the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market at Wells Fargo on Saturdays, yeah. 8.30 to 1.00. Yeah, and then every other week in Sebastopol. Yeah, uh, Sundays, ten to one thirty. If you show up at nine, everybody's already there. And then the website purepoor. Purepoor dot com. www dot purepoor dot com. And if you put pure in front of any spelling of the word poor dot com, you are going to come to our website. Great, yeah. and you'll have all of the news with your what will be happening with. Uh, the chia seed and your new trademark and all that sort of thing. All that news is, will be on the website. Yes. Any, any updates? And also Facebook, too. Oh, Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And we're a good, really good. If someone has a question, um, I, I speak Spanish, too. So, you know, if, if, if someone wants to email me in Spanish, I'll be glad to oh, answer excellent. them. But um, we're really good about answering people on email. So if, if someone has – or you can call us as well. But um, – you know, if you want to email us a question or something, we'd be happy to. Excellent. And I can attest, they answer really, really fast. <laughs> so uh, you, won't, you won't be kept waiting. So thank you so much. I think this is really exciting. Um, I'm going to get some chia seed. I finished. I bought that first bag from you, and it's just about gone. I, keep, I have to sit it on the kitchen counter because I keep forgetting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try your 30-day thing. I'm going to do it every day for a month <laughs> and see what happens. Poor chia, people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, I could use extra energy right now. So on that note, we are out of time here on Mouthful, the wine country's most delicious hour. Have a great week. We will probably take next Sunday off because it is Labor Day weekend. Nobody wants to come to the radio station on Labor Every day Sunday, everybody wants to be at a barbecue or out of town. So I'll see you two weeks from tonight here on KRCB. Take care of yourself. Have a great couple of weeks. Children, it is plain but true. God knows if a preacher preaches long enough. Mouthful, the wine country's most delicious hour, is produced and hosted by Michelle Anna Jordan, who also selects Mouthful's music. Live episodes are engineered by Michael Young and occasionally by Mary Moore Campagna. Mark Fuller is Mouthful's recording and post-production engineer. Podcasts are available at iTunes and krcb.org. For more information, to suggest a guest, and to find out how to be a guest yourself, email catsmilk at sonic.net or send a message via Mouthful's Facebook page.
got some beans and good cornbread. Listen to what the preacher says. Listen to the Lord. Praises be. Praises be. Turn up and 